Welcome everybody back to the Fire Talk podcast and YouTube channel. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about Haseon Kim and what the Potters are going to do once Fernando Tatis is back. So I will go on the record first and we'll go around the circle here. I want Fernando Tatis to be the shortstop for the Padres. I know a lot of people have the idea that they want to move him to the outfield. I did not think he looked that good in the outfield. Um, and I think a lot of people have this idea that Tatis is just this horrendous shortstop. But the numbers tell you since his rookie year, he's been an above-average shortstop. Um, and yes, he has a lot of errors, but he's also making a lot of plays that nobody else on the planet can make. So I think when we look at Tatis, we're kind of grading him as like he's like been in the league and like he can't improve. Maybe that's because of how fantastic of a player he's been on offense and that he's been consistently in the MVP race when he's been healthy. But he can still improve fielding-wise a lot. And I think that from the Padres' perspective, you can add a lot if you have a gold glove Fernando at short because I don't think it's going to take him that much once he kind of cleans up some of the bad habits he has and honestly once he matures as a player a little bit more. So I have a lot of faith with Fernando staying at shortstop, and I think that when he comes back, he will be the starting shortstop. Yeah, and, and you know I'm not trying to bash anyone when I say this. But I was talking to you guys before before we started recording, and I said, I think the question among people on Twitter and people who have been talking about it has been, where is Fernando going to play when Fernando comes back? Personally, I don't think that should be the question. The question should be, where is Hassan Kim going to play when Fernando comes back? Because I think Fernando's locked in at shortstop. Even if Kim, you know, he does make the routine plays, and, and he is statistically a better fielder than Fernando. Like you said, Matt, Fernando makes plays that, other people on the planet cannot make. I mean, we've seen him do it time and time again, and he's electric at shortstop. I'm not trying to say Kim's not. Kim is, you know, one of the most energetic guys on this team, super fun to watch. But I don't know, man. I feel like moving a seven-war player, I mean, he was on pace for seven-war. He didn't play every game. But I actually think Fangraphs, when they did the war adjustment, he got up to seven. So removing a seven-war player from his position that he accumulated that war and statistically has been one of the best shortstops, if not the best shortstop in baseball. He, I'm sorry, no. He is the best shortstop in baseball. I don't think you move the best shortstop in baseball out of shortstop. That's just my opinion. I mean, yes, Hassan Kim has been fantastic. I'm looking at his numbers right now. 223 batting average with a 767 OPS. He leads all shortstops in WRC+, plus, I believe it is. Um, so he's been amazing, man. Like, I don't want to take him out of the lineup. Keep in mind, this is a great problem to have. I love that we have this problem. Um, but where is he going to play? And and I brought this up in the live stream. And for whoever, whoever didn't watch the live stream, go ahead and rip me if you want. I really feel like there's a legitimate chance Abrams, Crone, or Kim could be traded. Not that I want them to be traded, but if one of them nets you a good outfielder, yeah, you have to take that into consideration. They're all going to be cheap. They all have control. And, I mean, Kim is the most expensive one, but with the way Kim is performing right now, why wouldn't a team bank on him to keep that up? Especially because he's only improved since he's gotten to the league. He's been everything that we thought he was going to be when he came in and all he needed was every day at bats and no pressure. That's basically what he said. He said, I haven't felt pressured. And that's what's helped me. Like I think last year he knew if he didn't perform, he was getting taken out of the lineup the next day. He didn't have many at bats to do it this year. He knows I'm going to get as many at bats as I want or as I, as I can get. And there's going to be no pressure to take me out. Cause I'm on the only, I'm the only shortstop right now. Me and Abrams are in a competition. Abrams wasn't doing very good. He's not as experienced as I am. And he's been great. He's excelled. And I've been very happy to see it. So the but the main question is, 
where's Hassan Kim going to play? Not where's Fernando Tatis Jr. going to play? In that case, I know I mentioned this in the live stream. If that's the case, as of right now, Cronenworth has been very bad. And in order to maximize the lineup, because Voight has also been horrendous, Jake has been better than Voight, so therefore you take Voight out of the lineup for the time being. You'd put Tatis at short, you'd put Kim at second, Cronenworth at first, because Cronenworth is a better defender at Hosmer. Don't at me, don't say anything in the comments, because it's true. Cronenworth doesn't step behind first base to try to pick a ball. I rest my case. Anyway, Cronenworth is a better defender, and more than likely his bat's going to come around. And Hosmer, you can't take him out of the lineup, even though he might decline just a little bit because of his line, but he's still been the best hitter with runners in scoring position. He's been very clutch. He's hit the ball in the air when he's needed to. You put him at DH just because Luke Voigt hasn't really been it. So therefore, you have all your main guys still hitting where they should be, still playing where they should be, and in a comfortable position where they're for fielding. You probably, okay, Voigt's starting to do better. Cronenworth's still struggling. You probably put a platoon between Cronenworth and Haas, and then Haas and Voigt at DH, and just switch between, okay, Haas, you're going to be DH today. Okay, Haas, you're going out to first. It's really, it's really as easy as that. You don't put Kim in the outfield. You don't put Tatis in the outfield because they're not comfortable with it. You saw last year. Right field, Tatis, man, he had horrible jumps. He should have made a few catches. He dropped the ball. His arm plays out there for sure. But when it comes to comfortability and is he going to be an bridge defender? Probably not. I mean, he has no reps out there. The Petco Park right field wall is a little weird if it kicks off at the wrong angle and Tatis isn't there. It's going to turn into a double or triple. I mean, it, that's just the being of it. And as much as Trent Grisham has been struggling, I don't want to put Tatis in center. I mean, he has no reps out there. He's coming off an injury with his wrist, and we know Tatis's like ability to make all certain types of plays. I don't want him running into the wall. I don't want him to trying to rob a home run or diving wrong and hurting himself again. We know Tatis that's short. He's a great defender and held back by some glove play at first. Keep him there. He was your MVP last year at shortstop. You don't move your MVP. It's easy as that. Yeah, I, I like that we are all in that kind of area because I feel like most people don't think that. I think most people want to see Tatis move to the outfield. I I completely understand the logic. I just think that you're going to see Tatis improve at short, and I think that he's going to be like probably the most valuable. If he's healthy for a full season playing shortstop, if he cleans up some of the errors and you have, Chase, you did mention it, a better fielding first baseman. But hey, Eric Hosmer's numbers are better this year so far. So maybe maybe his picks are better, right? Um, but, you know, some of those pick a lot of Tatis's errors are missed picks and one hoppers. And, OK, there have been times where he completely misses the bag. And, you know, that, that's going to be the case. But I think that if he pre- like ends up kind of like reaching his potential at short, you're going to have the most valuable player in the entire league with his bat playing shortstop. So I think it's something that you got to bring up. Um, Isaac, I love that you say that the question, you know, is when Tatis is back, where is Kim going to play? not where is Tatis going to play. 
um, because I think that's I think that's how the Potters are going to treat it too, and that's that's what I'm fully expecting. Um, also, Chase, I was going to ask kind of what you guys thought about Kim moving to the outfield. I think you're right. You can't move a guy in the middle of the year, and that's why I was so confused when they just randomly moved CJ. What you could do is you could slowly start giving Kim a few reps either in left or right or in one specific spot where it's like, hey, I would probably lean left. Um, and that means whoever's in the lineup, you would just move that guy to right if it's Profar or Myers or whoever it is. Um, but if Kim was to get some left field reps, I wouldn't want him to just be like, oh, Tatis is back. Let's start tossing him out there once in a while. I think it's more of Tatis is back, the scenario where you played where he's at short, Voight's on the bench, Cronenworth's at first, um, Kim's at second, and then um, Hosmer's DHing. I think you're also going to see Tatis DHing a lot. I think you're going to see Voight getting some reps at first. You know, so I think I think you're going to see that. Um, now there's going to be a huge question if Voight starts hitting a lot better and Cronenworth starts hitting a lot better, which I hope happens. But then you do have too many guys. Isaac, I don't think you're crazy about the Padres potentially trading up. I know I'm bouncing back and forth between your guys' statements, but I think that there's a very likely chance it happens. And I will be absolutely devastated if Jake Cronenworth or CJ Abrams or Haasian and Kim get traded. But it does feel like it's getting more likely because those are probably like three of the my, like, my most favorite players on the team. So it's tough, but you, you have a lot of guys there. And I think either you're going to see them adjust the lineup in a way similar to what Chase said, depending on who's slumping, who's playing well. And if you don't, I think you're going to probably see someone move. So I think only time will tell with that. But I don't know. Anything else you guys want to add? And also, Isaac, what do you think about moving a guy into the outfield midseason? You're the only one of us that played in the outfield, so I think you probably have a little more understanding of what it takes to kind of make that adjustment from infield to outfield. Too hard. Way too hard. Chase already brought it up. Fernando struggled with with Peco Park's right field. It's 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 not just moving out there and catching fly balls. It's getting an understanding of your surroundings in the ballpark. You know, your cutoff mans and all this kind of stuff. As an infielder, you should know where your cutoff mans are aligned if you do play the outfield also. But it's just it's just getting a feel for a new position mid-season and and having to fill out the ballpark and all this kind of stuff. I think it's too tough, especially for somebody who, like Hassan Kim, has played infield for many 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 years brought up as an infielder same with tatis he played shortstop in in the minors and then up to up to last year he was playing outfield again or playing shortstop so i don't know man i feel like it's too hard to do it midseason i don't think you should do it midseason which is why i mean i'm sure abrams abrams is kind of different because he has a little more uh adaptability um he, I honestly think everything about CJ Abrams projects great in the outfield, which is why I'm so confused as to why he hasn't gotten more outfield reps in AAA. You know you can't plug him in anywhere else. I mean, what are you going to do? Plug him in at second? Where are you going to put Chrome? Where are you going to put Kim? You have too many second basemen. That's why I brought up the trade, too. That's why he should get some outfield reps. He's He can play infield occasionally. Like I'm not saying he has to be delegated to the outfield permanently, but get him reps in both spots. I think that'll be optimal for him. Um now back to the whole trade thing. Yes, you brought up. I will be devastated if either of those guys live up goal, man. I think they're all so much fun. I think they're all so, you know, likable. They're just such fun players and they're easy to root for. But that's from a fan standpoint. From a team standpoint, you understand the move. Like you kind of have to understand the move, even if it hurts. Um, 
But yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know where Hassan's going to play. You can't play third. You can't play short. Might be able to play second like Chase brought up. I like that whole thing Chase brought up. I think it's cool, especially because the only guys that deserve lineup, you know, protection or uh, lineup protection in this sense, the way I'm saying it, based off their performance, who deserve to stay in the lineup, Crone, Machado, Tatis, they all deserve to stay in the lineup, no matter what, right? I mean, Crone, I feel like, you know, Chase might be a little more like, eh, maybe not Crone, but the other two, yeah, absolutely. Um, I love Chrome, of course. I think Chase loves Chrome too. But yeah, man. Um, the rest of them don't deserve it, especially Luke Voigt. You're new. You didn't have a great year last year. I mean, you had a great year up until you got hurt, essentially. Um, so yeah, man. I don't know. I think of all the guys that are kind of the outliers, it's gotta be Luke Voigt. And as of right now, you gotta find somewhere to put Hassan Kim. Doing way too good to not find somewhere. And if that's at second with Hosmer DHing, so be it. Got to do what you got to do. So hopefully we see that. Hopefully we keep seeing Hassan Kim get his playing time. And I'll just mention one more thing about Hassan Kim. When he does good, the team does good. Like whenever Hassan Kim does something, the crowd goes insane, the dugout goes crazy. He's just a likable guy. Kind of reminds me of when Fran Mill was on the field. Like anytime Fran Mill did something, the crowd loved him, dugout loved him. He was a good presence. I mean, Anytime he does something great, I mean, the slide at home plate, it was a highlight. Everybody loved it. The crowd went crazy. The people went crazy. The guy went crazy. It's just, it's hard to root against the guy. And when you have a guy like that in your, in your dugout with the team, you probably shouldn't get rid of him. I, I feel like if they get rid of him, it will just remind me of Fran Milrius all over again. I like that comparison a lot because I definitely feel like when the Padres traded Fran Mill, it was like they lost like the heart of their locker room. And it does feel like Kim is one of those guys. I mean, it feels like a lot of these guys are super close too, but Kim definitely gets ab- everyone absolutely amped. He gets the second loudest chance at Petco Park. Now this year, Manny's been, okay, this year Manny's chance have been a lot louder than, than previous seasons. But whenever I went to a game last year, Kim had louder chance than Manny. And of course there's Atis there, but... And that's not to say that people don't go crazy for Manny, but people go absolutely ballistic for Asa and Kim. So that is a, that is a fair point. Um, but yeah, I, I really wonder how this is going to play out. It's just kind of one of those things where it's hard to tell what the plan is right now. And it's really hard when you're kind of thinking like, hey, people got to move to the outfield, right? And then there's not really guys taking reps in the outfield. So we haven't seen anyone do that since... Tatis last year, and then Abrams a little bit earlier this season. Um, but there's a surplus of shortstops and middle infielders for this team. So we're going to see how that's going to play out. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens with Haseon Kim. But thank you guys all for listening. Um, we'll be going live on Thursday after the series to do a, a little bit of a recap against the Philly series. So probably a couple hours after that, that game on Thursday ends. Um, but with that said, thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you very soon.